Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey, it's Sparky, 5 for 55 past the hour here on 1250 AM. The Fan. Time for another Milwaukee Sports timeout with our guy Tim Dillard from Valley Sports, Wisconsin. Of course, he is brought to you by Fourth Base Restaurant each and every week. Uh, just great steak, great seafood. Check him out, of course, the, uh, the bar from the movie Major League just steps away uh, again from the ballpark. So go check him out today. The last time we talked last week uh, in our interview, uh, I said I wanted to talk about Chris Hook today. I did not expect to be talking about 10 innings of no-hate baseball and a loss, uh, and then a complete game <laughs> shutout by Brandon Woodruff uh, in the same series the next day. Just stupid good uh, at this point uh, are the Brewers starting pitchers right now. Like You just shake your head and go, holy crap, is this really happening? Are we Brewers fans watching this? Chris Hook, I think, has done a great job, obviously, as, as pitching coach. And that's not to take away from Woodruff or Burns, but I, I think he has been instrumental in all those guys. Yeah, I think they trust him. I think he has just built that trust over the years. And listen, he's a low heart rate guy. Uh, just talking with him, Chris Hook, you know, he he he. You, it makes you lean closer to him because he's talking about all facets of what a pitcher goes through. Um, and, and that's what you want. You don't want just a pitching coach that says, here are the numbers. Now go pitch. You know, uh, here's what I think you should do. Go pitch. It's a lot of conversations, all this stuff. And even when like a pitcher breaks out a pitch, this, the foundation is laid uh, days, weeks, months uh, before that, before you can kind of bring a pitch and bring it into a ball game. So, uh, and Chris Hook's in and around that all the time, watches all their bullpens. Uh, he's very instrumental in, like, oh, how's your body feel? What are you feeling right here? How does this look to you? Here's what we're seeing. It's just communication. And a lot of people can maybe know that information but can't convey it in such a way as Chris Hook. So when he speaks, you listen up. You want to know where he stands with some of these guys. And, I, you know, since he was my pitching coach when I was the oldest guy in baseball back in 2014, oldest guy in A, I should say, um, you know, he's been, he's been really forthcoming with me. He tells me a lot of stuff that I can't share on air and I can't share with you now, but, uh, just knowing that you have a, a guy in your corner as a pitcher that is on your side, he, he is so, he, he watches everything. Nothing slips through the cracks with this guy. He's so prepared. Uh, even if you're just going out to play catcher or bullpen, he already has something in mind and he wants to see if it happens, you know, and he already has, uh, you know, responses built in. And what I love about Chris Hook is that you can go to him and ask him stuff. Uh, there's some pitching coaches out there that if you even brought up, hey, I'm thinking about throwing a changeup, or hey, I'm going to bag my slider, you know, like you're going to get some pushback on that as opposed to, okay, well, what were you thinking? Where did this come from? And you start having a, a nice you know, conversation because it's all about getting it right. And that's what Chris Hook wants. 
start with Tim Dillard from the Wendy's Studios. You probably had some sort of flavored cream cold brew by now because, well, they're delicious. But Frosty has just entered the chat and is about to shake up the world of cold brews like it did desserts. Available in vanilla, caramel, and chocolate. Wendy's new Frosty Cream Cold Brew is a morning maker. It puts other post-lunch pick-me-ups down and down bad. Try a Frosty Cream Cold Brew today at a participating Wendy's. And I will say I had one of those, and it's not nearly... uh, the coffee flavor, as you would imagine, it's far more chocolatey than it is uh, coffee taste. So even if you're not a coffee fan, uh, that is for you. And I get a little pick-me-up. Let me see if I got this right. You're telling me that a pitching coach is essentially going to close himself off from the actual person pitching. How out of control are egos of pitching coaches to be at that level? No, I'm not going to say all, and I'm, I mean, I don't even some, want to reference. Sorry, you know, one, yeah, some, yeah, and, and, and people know. I mean, pitchers around the game, they know like this guy's hard to work with. Man. And I've had pitching coaches in the past that have, out of nowhere, they're like, "Hey, we want you to throw a knuckle curve," you know. And I'm not saying it's just the big leagues, but you know, a lot of these coaches, where do they start, they start out in the minor leagues, right? They don't just immediately go to the big leagues. So, um, I've had you know dozens and dozens of pitching coaches throughout my career, and there's some that you just. They're not, you can't really talk to them just because, you know, just for different reasons. Who knows? There's different styles and it's, it's a finesse type job because you need to know who you can yell at and who you can't, right? You got to yell at some guys, Hey, let's go get, make something happen here. And then there's some guys you just have to calm down. So I would say that sometimes pitching coaches, if they introduce you to a pitch per se, and it works for a while, but it starts to not work, and the pitcher's like, I don't even want to throw this anymore. It, I, I hate throwing it. It doesn't feel good. I feel like I'm telegraphing or whatever. <clears throat> because the pitching coach is the one that kind of brought that up, then they're kind of like, well, I, you know, my name's kind of on that pitch, or my name's on that player uh, if he starts to go down this path. So I don't know. There is some ego involved, and uh, you know, it's not always a good thing. Does the same thing apply for hitting coaches then? Is it the same way there? Now, I, I've been around a couple of Brewers hitting coaches uh, that have simply told me that there are certain guys that don't want to be talked to about trying to fix themselves. They come to you, otherwise leave them alone. And there was one guy uh, that you know, was a pretty good player that was having a horrible year, struggling big time. And he's like, nope, hasn't come to me and told me he's going to figure it out. And it took him to like August before I think that player finally went and asked for help uh, because he wanted to figure it out himself and didn't want the help of the hitting coach. But does it work in the reverse way as well as I tell you to do something and don't offer me suggestions of how to fix yourself? Well, number one, if you're a major league baseball player, even a professional baseball player of any kind, you have to be somewhat stubborn. You have to be like, I know what kind of player I am. This is what has made me successful. And when you struggle, that's a tough thing because you have a way that you do it. And if somebody just immediately comes up and says, okay, you're struggling, so let's fix this. It's like, no, I know how, I know what kind of player I am. I'm going to come out of this. I'm going to figure this out. And, you know, a, lot, a high percentage of the time, that is what happens. And players, I'm telling you, especially pitchers, they're just super stubborn. Um, and, and anytime you introduce a new facet to your game, a, a, a tweak, a change, um, especially something that's noticeable, that's a hard thing to swallow at times. And my dad played in the big leagues. He coached for a long time. And he said when he was getting into coaching, one of the best pieces of advice, is, advice that he got was, listen, if you're a hitting coach, which my dad you know, was at times, he said, if you're a hitting coach, you want to be a good hitting coach? Well, just wait and watch. And you watch these hitters. And as they're, you know, batting or whatever, and if they hit well, guess what? You're a good hitting coach. If they struggle, let them come to you, and you be ready to help correct them. 
But what you don't want to do is get a guy that you don't know and you start trying to pump in new corrections to him. Or right when a guy struggles, swoop in and say, here, let's try this. Because a lot of times, and they're just like kids, right? We have kids. Yeah, you try to swoop in and try to teach them right away. And it's like, no, no, I ain't having that. You got to wait for them to kind of come to you. Say, hey, I need help in this area. And then you be prepared uh, to, to give what you've seen. And, you know, it could take a week. It could take a month. It could take a season. But uh, to be a good hitting coach, to be a good pitching coach, it's about observing and being ready when, that, when it's time for that player uh, to hear it from you. And a lot of times it has to be the player that initiates it. Talk with Tim Dillard. Follow him on Twitter at Dim Tillard. And uh, it is so fun to have you on. And I, I'm I am hearing guys on, you know, uh, MLB radio uh, talking about uh, the Milwaukee Brewers and their chances uh, of going to a World Series. I'm reading all the different power rankings and people talking about their chances of going to a World Series. And the same thing always comes mm-hmm. up, which is they've got the power three at the front of the rotation. They've got the back end of the bullpen to go to a World Series and represent the NL. The question is, will they be able to score enough runs against the Dodgers or Braves when the time comes in the playoffs? Uh, and if they can, uh, they can make that run. Does it come down to being just as simple as that? Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they're, they're good. This team is good. What they're doing is, is not common. Um, they're doing some pretty special stuff, and they're doing it in September, which is the best time to have that happen. And I, I, I will say this, just observing this team yesterday, being on the field, kind of you know, watching them, uh, seeing what they did on the road trip, what they did at Yankee Stadium, um, the perspective that they have, I think they're believing it. I think they believe I think they've kind of believed it all year, but I think they're starting to see the signs. And I think it came to a culmination last night with Brandon Woodruff on the bump throwing a complete game shut piece that hadn't happened in two years for the Brewers. And all of a sudden, the, the offense just goes absolutely crazy for 12 runs. Um, they were getting their walks. They were getting their extra base hits. It, it, I mean, it was just it was poetic in a lot of ways. And I think they're, they just believe it. I think they're buying into it. I don't think it's a, it's a dream or it's just a, a thing that you have. I think they're buying into it of going, we have all the pieces in place and now it's just a matter of time. And uh, it, it, anyway, it's, it's, they got so many good things going for them right now. Um, and and it's, it's incredible to watch and you hope it lasts. What are they going to do with this roster? I mean, Jesse Winker now is, is getting ready to go on a rehab assignment again. Darren Ruff is going on a rehab uh, assignment. They just added Josh Donaldson and, and brought him up. They've already got Canna and, and Santana added uh, as well. Like They don't have enough spots for all these dudes that are going on rehab uh, and, and then uh, possibly getting called up unless these young guys are going down. Well, one thing that I alluded to a few, uh, probably a few months ago, Something that's different this year that hadn't been different in the past is Craig Council just wants results. Uh, this is the way it's probably always should have been, uh, but there's times where you kind of have to be patient with certain players. And I think he's picking and choosing which ones he's going to be patient with. You're going to be patient, obviously, with Willie Adamas. His defense is stellar, and when he's hot, my goodness, you can't get him out, and he's just an extra base hit machine. And I believe his last seven hits – no, that's wrong. His last eight hits, seven are extra base hits, including two triples. So – uh, guys like that that have the defense and the chance to just be game changers, clearly you give them a, a, you know, a little bit more leeway, a little bit more grace. Uh, Bryce Terang, his defense is off the charts. He, the guy is going to play. But what we've seen all year, if you're not cutting it, guess what? You're not going to play. And if the next guy comes in and he doesn't cut it, they're going to keep turning the door over and over. I mean, I think they were looking for some offense 
to go against left-handed pitching. That's why they brought up Donaldson. They plugged him in at third, but you don't just put Monasterio on the bench. You put him at second base. So I, I think they're going to go with whoever is obviously not a liability on defense, but is hitting. Yeah. And I think we've seen that right uh, I, over and over again. We've seen that. And this has not been the case last year, the year before that, and so on. I think it's now. I think Craig Council has a sense of urgency. He's looking at a starting rotation going, we don't know what this is going to look like next year. He's looking at the bullpen. We don't know what it's going to look like next year. And the defense and uh, the offense. And so he's like, let's make a run at it. And there's, we're, they're pulling out all the stops. And I love that. And I think players are on board with that. Hey, if you're going to produce, you're going to play. And that just sends a ripple through the entire team of it's about winning. Let's go win. I agree with everything you said, but he's also probably looking at himself going, eh, probably not going to be here after this year. Let, let's try and get this thing done. I mean, that, that's, that might very well be part of it, too. Now, we don't know for sure if he's not coming back or is, but that might be playing into this as well in the back of his head. If he's already got his mind made up of, hey, you know, I'm going to be done after this year and take some time off or do whatever it is that he's going to do, maybe that's playing into the sense of urgency that we're seeing from Council versus past years. Like, Brian Anderson... I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much longer he's on this roster with the way that this roster is shaping up. Well, yeah, well, and, and to address Craig Council, whether he's coming back or not, I mean, just because you don't have a contract in place doesn't mean anything. I don't have a contract in place. I'm hoping to come back next year as a broadcaster. But, you know, it just doesn't mean you do your job particularly any different, I think. I think you there's different styles for different times, and I think he sees this team and he knows what it can be and there's a reason he's threw uh burns back out in yankee stadium for the eighth inning and a no hitter but also had to make the tough decision to take him out um and then he left brandon woodruff out there uh last night and got a complete game shut piece you know there's there's times to push the gas and there's time to push the brakes and i'm not gonna lie i feel like the last two or three seasons he's been pushing a lot of brakes and now he's starting to go you know what let's push the gas a little bit more and see what happens. And every time he's kind of revved that engine, uh, it's something good has happened. So I, I think that's a, a nod to him to knowing when to, when to go for it and when not to. So I think it's just a managerial thing. I don't know if it's because of his, you know, going forward uh, or not. Uh, it could play a role, who knows. But and as far as Brian Anderson, I still think he's an amazing third baseman. I think his defense is off the chart. He can hang with almost anybody in baseball as far as defensively. But, um, he struggled for a time, and it's like that. Uh, who was the guy that struggled for the Yankees, and then who jumped in there? Lou Gehrig, or somebody? Oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I can't come up with it off the top of my head, but it's kind of like that. It's like, hey, he struggled for a bit. They put in Monasterio, and he went, he went crazy. Monasterio's been fantastic. So, um, yeah, there were opportunities there. He didn't capitalize on them, but you know, just because you know all that has happened in the past doesn't mean there's anything going forward. Anybody on that roster, in that dugout, uh, has a chance to do something special, whether it's somebody off the bench getting that big base hit. We've seen that before. Look at Aaron Boone back with the Yankees years ago, and he hit that big home run. Uh, you know, it's, we still talk about it to this day. There's going to be these moments where you have to have a guy step up, and anybody can do that. So to me, as a player, it's like, you know what, I want to be the guy on the field all the time, but I also need to be super prepared for that moment when I'm called upon, maybe it's out of necessity where you have to step up and make something happen. You know, as much as you and I talk, you and I should just do the pregame show next year. We don't, we don't need anything. We don't need interviews, <laughs> all that stuff. You and I will just talk for 30 minutes, commercial-free, just sell a big title sponsor to it, Tim, and, and no. you and I will do it. That'll, that'll be a lot of fun. Nobody wants that. Your little ad a while ago for Wendy's, I love it. It sounds like I watched the Truman Show the other night. 
And it sounds like the, the wife, when she walks in and she's like, why don't you let me fix you some of this Moco Cocoa drink? <laughs> All natural cocoa beans from the upper slopes of Mount Nicaragua. No artificial sweeteners. <laughs> and Truman's like, what are you talking about? Who are you talking to? Yeah. Anyway. Oh, that's so good. I never thought of it. And now you've ruined me ever doing that read again yeah, going forward. Bad. I that's appreciate what I think. it. That's what I think every time. That's my fault. Oh, my God. <laughs> he is Tim Dillard. Follow him on Twitter at Tim Dillard. Uh, analyst for Valley Sports Wisconsin for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Tim, thanks so much for coming on, man. We'll do it again next week. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Parker. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.